Caribbean Birth Stories has been brought to you by the Amai Birth Collection. Head over to theamishop.com. That's the A-M-A-I-Shop.com for special offers and to learn more about the Amai family. Welcome to another episode of Caribbean Boot Stories. I must say, I've been really looking forward to chatting with my next guest, mainly because he's the first Caribbean dad I'll be featuring on Caribbean Boot Stories. Carver Bacchus, a Trimbagonian native and a dear friend. I've known Carver for the better part of two decades, and when the idea came to me about featuring fathers, he immediately popped into my head because Carver has been blessed with a beautiful baby girl and with the ability to take a deep dive on any subject matter and analyze it with great ease. Without hesitation, he acquiesced to my invitation and here we are. So without further ado, let's get down to business. Hi, Carver. Hello, how are you doing? How's I'm, doing good. I'm good. Thanks I'm for good. having me. Thanks for having me. I uh, appreciated the um, invitation and was very happy to uh, accept much more than acquiesce. Uh, I think the, the, the program project um, is really important to share, you know, um, and so I'm happy to contribute in any way. Wonderful. Thank you. And I have to mention, I just love your background. It takes me back to, you know, just being a Trinidad. So great. <laughs> um, okay. So as a young boy, man, young adult growing up in Trinidad, did you ever dream about becoming a father? Short answer is no. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I didn't dream about that. Uh, but I think that, you know, um, being Caribbean, being West Indian, and being born in the in the time that I was born, it and the, and the time that I lived have lived, you know, it's really sort of an expectation. You know, one day it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's not really oh, I you know I'm so you know looking forward to fatherhood. No, it's the one day. You know, <laughs> if you <laughs> if you do things that. <laughs> Lead it. <laughs> that, that that might lead to that eventually, you know. Um, you, you're gonna be a father. Um, so would you say that, that transition was smooth, or like, how did you transition then to fatherhood? To fatherhood. Well, I, I think that I am a pretty mature father, as as fathers go. Right. My daughter was born when I was forty-three. Mm-hmm. Um, so I. You know, I have a lot of years of looking at fathers, of, you know, friends who are fathers, colleagues who are fathers. Um, and, you know, I suppose sort of comparing what I believe to be a good father or what I believe fatherhood is all about to what I was seeing around me and to what, you know, you know, you know, sort of what fellas would say, what fellas would talk about. Um, you know, we won't, don't need to go into that necessarily. But, you know, um, I, I had very um, clear idea of what kind of father I wanted to be. I'll put right. it that way. Yeah. Okay. Okay, good. Um, and then, so what was the first thought that came to mind when you found out you were expecting and you were going to be a father? Like initially, what was that mm-hmm. reaction? Excitement, you know, um, I was very excited 
Um, obviously, I didn't know whether it was a boy or a girl in those early days. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know, um, I, I felt I felt excitement and to some degree relief (laughs) almost um, which might be strange but um Saul is is my my parents first grandchild um she's the only you know baby on my side of the family um you know my parents are older and I wanted them to have that experience of of you know having a baby in the family you know all the superficial things you know the bouncing on the knee you know the you know hair and hussy grandpa or grandma you know um and i and i've certainly seen a side of my parents that i that i haven't seen in all my 45 years you know since um since Saul has been born you know um so so yeah i wanted uh, i felt as though we um my partner and i were able to give this gift you know uh, to our family, so I was excited for that and and relieved at the same time that okay, finally yes, you know, um, <laughs> we have this baby that we could say yeah, you know, here it is, uh, mm-hmm. here is the progeny, yes. um, and uh, you know, let's uh, let's enjoy having her around, you know. Mm-hmm. So did you feel after the excitement that you were ready for this next chapter, um, <clears throat> given what you had experienced and seen? with your friends and colleagues, do you think mm-hmm. you're ready? I don't think anybody is ever really ready, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, no parent, you know, mother or father, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think you're ever really, really ready. No, no matter how many books you read, no matter how much advice you get um, from people, you know, there's, there's the only teacher is experience when it comes to parenthood. You know, yeah. that's, that's the reality. You can get support, you know. Right. Um, and yeah, you could get some advice and stuff, and some advice you take with a pinch of salt, and some mm-hmm. advice you, you 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 say you know thank you kindly and throw it right out the window, you know. <laughs> yes. Um, and some, of course, you take on board because it makes sense for you. Mm-hmm. So you know, it, it, it's all about what makes sense for you ultimately. Right. You know? Yeah, and stemming from yeah. that, would you say so? When you told your friends, because you know, I mean, I'm sure you shared it with your friends, your partners, of course. Yeah. And, um like what what did they say like what was the reaction what like was there consensus on you know well, this I, I, change well, well well you know it's strange right because every everybody's reaction okay so f- for example if you have a friend who is a who is a let's say a free spirit right. and you know who is you know you know always on to the next thing the next thing and they come and say, hey, I'm expecting, you know, hey, this, this person's going to have to change quite a bit in yeah. order to, to factor in this new life and this, you know, all the things that come with having a baby. Right. But, you know, I, I think generally I'm pretty settled and, you know, um, you know, to some degree mature and, mm-hmm. you know, some would say serious and all of these things. So, so you know, so my, my friends were like, yeah, well, great, <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know congratulations that you know right. that makes sense you 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 know you 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 and Fallon have been together for a long time you know we 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 know what kind of relationship you guys have um so great you know and 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 that was the that was the general consensus there was you know of course there's excitement you know all who want to be auntie and uncle and uh, right. da, 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 you know you know that's cool but you know ultimately it was just like yeah all right 
Um, okay. You know, yeah. Felt supported. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I felt supported from the perspective of, I think on the outside looking in, my friends were like, yeah, that's a natural progression of you. It's an, it's, it's a natural progression of your relationship, but also it's, it's something, you know, being a parent is a challenge. You know, mm-hmm. being a parent right. is a challenge. You know, and and we're gonna get there. We're gonna yeah, get yeah. There. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so during the actual pregnancy, when your partner was pregnant, um, and you know, I'm sure you don't mind me using her name, Fallon, mm-hmm. but um, when That's she was pregnant, good. how how did that? How was that experience for you, seeing her pregnant, and um, mm. you know? your experience for the first time, you know, in such close proximity with someone who's pregnant and Mm -hmm. with your child, you Mm -hmm. know, so talk to me about that. (sighs) Well, I suppose now you're getting into, you know, all the, the sort of emotional background that happens, you know, during during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's one thing to be, to say, yeah, we're pregnant. And, you know, nine months later, we're going to have a baby, you know. Um, But the journey to get there means that her body is going to change. You know, her body chemistry is going to change. You know, she's going to have cravings. She might not feel well every day. Her feet might swell. Um, You know, uh, you know, there's all of these there's all of these changes going on. Um, So for me, it was really a question of trying to. I guess make sure she was comfortable, she was okay, and also keep up, sort of keep up with all these changes, all these things that are happening every day. You know, right. some some every day would be something something new, and eventually, you know, we'd be able to feel the, we, you know, we felt a, you know, um, kick in and all of that. So it, it was, you know, it was um, it was a journey, you know, and 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 every day was different. Every, every day, I certainly I learned something new about pregnancy and what it 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 really means you know and 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 how the female body changes you know during the course of pregnancy um yeah i mean i must admit that i'm glad it it wasn't me you know i'm glad i did not go through that you know Um, because it 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 takes a toll you know it takes a toll emotional physical in every way you know Mm -hmm. um so since i i would not have had to carry that particular load i felt Mm -hmm. as though all right well you know, I have to support Fallon as much as possible, you know, in, in making sure that she's comfortable, not only physically, but I suppose emotionally, um, right. you know, dur- during that period of time, because, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It know? is. Yeah. Um, so I guess the biggest question that um, most people have when they're speaking to dads is, did you look during the delivery? <laughs> well, 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 you know, um, in Trinidad, it's not um, it's not part of the course that you could even be in in the delivery room. Right, right. Um, okay. you have to you have to go to the classes, particularly mm-hmm. in the public in the public um, in the public uh, health sector. You mm-hmm. have to go to the classes, and you have to bring your piece of paper saying you went to the classes, and and yes. you know you know what's gonna happen when you go yes. into that room, you know, um, right. which which I did. So so I was able to be there. Um, even though I lost the the, the the piece of paper at some point, but uh, but they let me in. Right. Um, and yeah, to answer your question, I was there. I was very close, but I felt as though it would not be the best thing for me to look, to right. actually look into the flame. <laughs> <to speak. laughs> you know, 
um, yeah. yes. That's a, is a, is a, you know, I didn't want to be um, blinded or scarred or, you mm-hmm. know, I, I, it might have been fine. Right. But, um, you didn't want to risk I, it. But I, I didn't see it as being worthwhile <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> you know, in, in terms of the potential fallout, you know? Yes. So, so uh, I mean, so uh, yeah, I saw, I saw, saw the, the moment she emerged. Right. Um, I was I was doing my job, which is mm-hmm. to make sure that uh, Fallon was. Um, she knew I was there, and mm-hmm. you know she felt supported, um, and you know she felt my presence. I was you know holding her hand and mm-hmm. and talking to her, and you know, mm-hmm. I mean I don't even know if she, <laughs> you know, I might have been just like a, a apparition on the side there, right? A, you know, because she was she was focused on the on the um, the job at hand. You know? Yes. Um, but, but what um, kind of emotions would you say you experienced during the actual labor? Because, you know, the, mm-hmm. we don't get your father's perspectives often. So, yeah. like, while you're there and she's laboring, what are yeah. you experiencing? What are you feeling at that point in time? Well, um, she, she found out a very long labor. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, her labor started at midnight on Friday, mm-hmm. and Saul was born at around midday on Monday. All right. Right. So That's long. Mm-hmm. It's very long. Um, mm-hmm. So so it was a it was a very tough weekend. Yes, to say <laughs> the a, least. Yeah, it was a very tough weekend um, because the plan was to do a a, a birth at a. A natural birth in center at Mamantutu. Right. That was the plan, and we had gone to the classes, and we, you know, we checked out, you know, all the services and everything associated with this natural birth. That's what we wanted. Um, you know, we we had music. You know, we had you know all these things, and you know, candles and everything set up. Um, and so we we went to Mamantutu after the first maybe twelve hours of of labor um, to get checked out and make sure you know what was going on uh, and the contraction started you know getting closer together so so we went and they're like nope not ready yet right um you know so so Fallon is having contractions obviously she's in a lot of pain mm-hmm. they're getting closer and closer together it's hard for her to sleep mm-hmm. um you know because the contractions would wake her up when she when she's woken up obviously i'm up as well right so so we're getting more and more sleep deprived yes. <laughs> you know, as, as as time goes on then we go back into the birthing center mm-hmm. a second time um ostensibly for the birth now right so yeah. so they did a sweep mm-hmm. um on the i think the, the saturday and so you know she did dilate some more and so we go in um okay time for baby to be born right and um and she just she just wouldn't come right every time Fallon relaxed a little bit, the contractions would get food and food apart again. Right. Uh, and she had she when I say relax, I mean pass out. You know what I mean? That, that's that's what I really mean when I say relax because she, she wasn't like putting her foot up and watching TV. Right. She right. was she was exhausted right from mm-hmm. from being in labor. And so about three o'clock uh, Monday morning, you know, it became clear that. Um, there probably should be some medical intervention. Right. Um, and so we went to the hospital, uh, yeah. basically. Um, and so, I mean, that that is a whole, that is a, that, it, it was not an easy mm-hmm. journey. Um, yeah. You know, 
you know, going to the birthing center, trying, you know, our best, I guess, to have the baby come there, which was ideal for us. Mm-hmm. And, and then eventually going to the, the, the hospital, which is something we were trying to avoid. Uh, right. we, we, did, we didn't want to, to, to do that, mm-hmm. um, you know, but it became necessary. And then they had to, you know, they, they had to induce, basically. Um, and so, you know, Fallon is, is hooked up to a bunch of tubes and um, all sorts of things. And, um, you know, and, and then there was talk about a C-section. And, yeah, so it was dicey. You know, yeah. was, a, a C-section is another thing that neither of us wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, you know, it was, it was getting a little bit dicey there. Um, but, you know, I, I must say that, you know, the, the, the healthcare providers at the hospital were excellent. Um, and they were, you know, incredibly supportive to the extent that they could be, you know. Right. Um, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, you know, they, they induced her and I, and I, I was there. And I think... I suppose the now that we've come through it, I, I suppose now that we have a healthy baby and you know she's growing well and all of these things, you know, it's 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 easy to to forget, you know, um, how I felt, you know, in in that moment where where I was actually worried, you right. know, that there would be a healthy birth. Mm-hmm. Um, I was worried that Fallon would come out physically okay as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, but one of the nurses, you know, uh, one of the nurses who was there, you know, I always remember her saying, are you standing up there looking like you're propping up sorrows? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. We take, we, we taking care of it. Don't worry. You, you, she'll be fine. Baby will be fine. You know, right. I wasn't that convinced, <laughs> you know, <laughs> in that moment. I really wasn't that convinced, but yeah, eventually, um, eventually, you know, Saul came and, she was healthy and Fallon was was healthy as well and that's all I wanted. So Yeah. Whew. Yeah. So I can't imagine how worried you would have been in that moment. And maybe even feeling helpless to a point. Yeah. You know? Um but now that you've witnessed that booth of your daughter, you know, has that impacted you in any way? Like do you see yourself differently now? Because of that experience, because of her being born, or because of yes. how how sort of well the combination of her being born, just that miracle in itself, mm-hmm. as well as being there to witness it. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, not yes, you had didn't look when mm-hmm. she actually <laughs> exited, but that was I mean, for me. That was for me. That was just me <laughs> protecting right. my idea of what things exactly. should should look. should look like. exactly but i mean witnessing that that miracle take place did that impact Mm -hmm. you in a way that you feel like it changed you totally um i think that i mean i don't know if this is a good thing or or or, you know it mightn't be a hundred percent good but you know now i everything is fo- is focused on my family everything is focused on on Saul and making sure she's okay and and you know putting things in place and and sort of a lot of the things that i feel maybe i may not have gotten as much of as i might have wanted as a 
as a as a kid mm-hmm. you know I, i'm trying to make sure that she has no no lack for those things you know no no want for those things and she'll probably want other things that i'm not even aware of you know and i appreciate that as well but in terms of you know the, the whole idea of a you know a father being a provider and, and you know like you know i, I and, and and people always consider you know uh being a provider as providing physical things you know um providing you know money and resources and of course you know that is what a provider is in a lot of ways and that is what i i try to be in many ways but it's also a provider in terms of support and love and affection and and safety you know um and and those those are things that i very much focus on to make sure that our home, our household, um, you know, Fatland and Saul, that they feel that, you know, and we feel that together, you know. Um, yeah. I don't think that that was such a focus of mine before she was born. Right. Um, but, you know, and, and, and it sort of, it starts there and it, it's, it's spread out mm-hmm. from beyond just the family, just mm-hmm. us into my wider family you know my mom my dad my brothers you know and that that sort of thinking about my family is is now you know more it's wider as an idea you know yeah. it's, it's not it's not just um it's not just us here you know it's 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 all of us and and Fallon's family too you know right exactly and what about how you view Fallon now how did that change, if it changed? Mm. Well, you know, F- Fallon is a sort of um, superwoman type character. You know, she she does a lot. Um, she's she's very focused. You know, she's very um, ambitious in everything that she does. She sort of over delivers on, on everything she does, um, and and she's very much done that. Um, here with 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 Saul, taking care of Saul as well. You know, Saul is the the most pampered, cared for, swaddled. You know, I don't know what you know. She she lacks for nothing in terms of a mother's care. You know, um, she Fallon is a, a mother. You know, on steroids. You know, um, so what's that bug? I don't know. Out in the bush and a, a vexity bug, right? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean she 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 took on the mantle of being a mom wholeheartedly and with uh, a sort of a sort of dedication and resolve that you know I admire you know very much you know and and yeah I mean I I I, I always you know I love her but now I also have this other side of her to love as well you know the you know i i get to see her being this tremendous mom you know who you know i mean i remember we in the middle of a pandemic as well you know yeah. this is not no ordinary time to be a new mom mm-hmm. you know pandemic came about when Saul was a few months old yeah you know so mm-hmm. so there's no daycare come on bug there's no daycare there's no all the things that we expected or wanted the support, mm-hmm. you know, right. th- th- those things aren't there. So we've both had to sort of pull up our socks and, you know, 
you know, and, and really dedicate ourselves to making sure that Saul is okay, you know, mm-hmm. without the the wider sort of village, you know, um, that, you know, we, we, we all hope and want, you know, in, in, in terms of raising, um, raising kids, raising little ones. But, I mean, you can't have a village in the middle of a pandemic. Let's move on to your adjustment to fatherhood. Right. What would you say was the most challenging part of the newborn phase? So you bring home baby Saul uh-huh. and yeah. Well, the, the thing that everybody that everybody um you know talks about this the sleeplessness. Mm-hmm. You know. Um I I do I mean now I'm I became used to it. You know, because right. you, you you do, but you know th- those first couple months where she's waking up every two hours, mm-hmm. um, you know, crying, it was stressful to say the least. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, I suppose trying to balance work um, and earning and paying attention to her and waking up and you know obviously Fallon is, is getting up um, yes. you know as well but you know yeah I, I have my turn to do I have my shift to do as well you know mm-hmm. and so you know that took a lot out of me physically and, and mentally and that mm-hmm. sort of you know fogginess and yes. lack of being able to, to really you know focus and stuff you know and working for myself Mm-hmm. I'm always working in my head. Correct. You know, as a as an independent consultant type character, I always working in my head. You know, that's yeah. you know wherever I am, I kind of thinking, working, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of that had to be like what is in my head is not work. It's you know, what do I do with this baby? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, trying to figure out how how do I make a comfortable? How do I make a happy? How, and, and then the other side of that is uh, how do I ensure that I don't fall down? You know what I mean? How do I ensure that I still kind of maintain a little bit of a balance in terms of my, um, you know, physical well-being, you know, right. and balance as well. So do you think you found that balance? Was there something that you guys did? Because similar to you, Adrian is an entrepreneur and i think he would say that he also struggled during that time mm-hmm. with the whole being an entrepreneur having all these thoughts knowing that everything is kind of on him yeah um but wanting to support me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with a newborn as well um and i don't know i guess later on maybe i will ask him <laughs> how he balanced it, but I know it's something he definitely struggled with. Um, And then I, you know, there were times I know for me when the baby's crying and, you know, I'm like, I cannot get up again and Mm -hmm. he's sleeping Mm -hmm. and I literally, and I don't normally promote violence, but I literally (laughs) want to strangle him at this point in time because how are you able to sleep? (laughs) I have to wake up. Are you not hearing this child? You know, so... I, you deep, mean, deep, deep, well. deep in the REM sleep. Yes, deep, deep snoring. Yeah, you know, you woke up the child with your snoring. So, yeah. but okay, so tell me about you. Like, how did you manage? What did you do? There's no balance. I'll, I'll be honest with you. There's there's no balance. There's still no balance. Um, mm-hmm. I think 
um, you know, I, I am still trying to get to the point where I can, okay, so having a plan and having a schedule is important. Right. right? Um, and, and this I, is for the baby. This, this is for the, everybody in the house. Okay. Right? Everybody in the house needs a, a plan and everybody in the house needs a bit of a schedule. Right. Unfortunately, both our schedules will revolve around her schedule. Yes. Right? The baby schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, for example, we had um, a period of time when she was going to sort of the homeschool pod, which is very close to our house. Mm-hmm. So for a few days a week. So, you know, um, most of the time I would drop her off. I would go exercise mm-hmm. and, you know, and then I'd go back home and I'd get my day started. So that that was working. But, you know, with all the lockdown and and not lockdown and then you can't do yeah. this and you can't do that and you can't go in the park and you, you can't yeah. do this. And so, so it's always trying to recalibrate. Well, now what can we do? Now how can we schedule things based on these restrictions? You know? Right. Um, so, yeah, we, I, I think, um, I, I, I wish I could say, yeah, I figured it out. And, uh, you know, it's all balanced and yeah, I've, I've, I've got things. Got it. Mm-hmm. I can't say that can't see that at all i'm still trying to figure it out um the the good thing is i know that Saul is fine you yeah know? Mm-hmm. um i know she's good and you know that's the most important thing but yeah still struggling to find you know for both of us you know Fallon and i still, still trying to find that sort of balance between okay work personal time salt time you know right. still trying still trying to figure that out okay um, and I appreciate your honesty because I think a lot of men we know don't talk about these things mm-hmm. um, and they definitely are dealing with it internally and possibly thinking they're the only ones struggling with it. So it's important that yeah. you're able to share that, you know, maybe there is no real solution, some like tangible solution that you can offer right now, but maybe get some solace in the fact that you're not alone doing that. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. um, and so what would you say is one, maybe one piece of advice you wish you got? Because I know you mentioned when we were off camera, you didn't necessarily get tons of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's one piece of advice you wish you got as an expectant father in mm-hmm. preparation for fatherhood? Well, I think it's the advice that I give to expectant fathers now, which is get as much sleep as you can. <laughs> you know get as much sleep as you are able to get before that baby comes, because after that, you know, you better put it in the sleep bank, put it in the rest bank, put it in the exercise bank, put it, put it all in, in, in there. Because once yeah. your baby comes, it's it, it will not be about your rest. It will not be about your... Um, relaxation, you know, you, you 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 can say goodbye to that for a little while. So you know, just um, just you know, make sure that you 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 you're, you're fully energized and ready for the road ahead. You know? And would you say that accepting that reality has made it easier for you? Accepting that you're never gonna sleep the way you slept before. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, if you don't accept things in life that are facts of nature 
you know, like gravity and things like these things, you just have, they just are facts, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you think that you're going to be sleeping regular hours after a, a baby's at home, well, then, you know, you're fighting against uh, a force of nature, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, so you have to just accept it. Mm -hmm. And once you accept it, then you could, you know, sort of figure out how to manage it. But if you're fighting against it and pushing back against it and trying to sleep eight hours a night, every night, you know, um, you're going to be, you're going to get vexed. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. You're going to get vexed. You're going to get vexed with your baby, vexed with yourself, vexed with your yeah. lady, you know? So, um, yeah, the better thing is just to just embrace it, accept it. Um, mm -hmm. and, and adjust. You have to adjust. That's that's the reality. You know, what, what was before was before. Right. Um, and what is now is now. So understand what is now. Understand yeah. what now is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and once you do that, you embrace that, then you could start to figure things out. Mm -hmm. And what about uh, new mothers or expectant mothers listening? Um, what would you say to them? Given your experience, witnessing... Fallon's experience. What would you say? What would I say to them about becoming a, a, a mom? That this this journey and and the destination of motherhood. Yeah. Um, you know what? Anything. Anything. Yeah, well, well, you know it. It's hard from uh, uh, for me to be so bold as to mm -hmm. you know. Um, impart any wisdom or anything to a, a new mom you know uh, but the reality is that you know i think that it's a really tough job and they should you know a new mom should just accept the fact that they don't know everything and accept mm -hmm. the fact that it's not going to be perfect and accept the fact that you know sometimes maybe they might make a mistake and not come down on themselves or feel that they're not a good mom or feel that they don't know what they're doing or any of those things you know what i mean it's yeah. a very steep learning curve you know but yes. particularly for, for if you're a new mom it's a hell of a learning curve you know mm -hmm. um so you have to be patient with yourself the, the same patience that you try to show to this little baby mm -hmm. um you know you, you need to share some of that with yourself you have to be patient with yourself um yeah you know that's really the only way if you're not patient with yourself then you'll become frustrated with yourself and then you know there's a whole nother road yeah. um that you don't want to go down you know yeah. so so just be patient take each day you know uh, you know as a as a new day to learn as a new day to understand better how to take care of this um baby and how to take care of yourself at the same time you yeah. know um you know one day at a time you know but you know be gentle with yourself I like that. I like that. And um, any messages or a mess, special message for Fallon? Um, well, I hope that she looks at this, you know, <laughs> with, with um, you know, looks at it with, you know, the eyes of, um, you know, understanding my side of, you know, of, of our experience that was a together experience. Yes. You know, um, but yeah, I don't think I said anything that uh, would uh, serve to incriminate me anyway. No, but, I don't think you did. But yeah, but yeah, I mean, I suppose my last message, you know, to, to new moms, but I think Fallon also understands that she understands that she needs to be gentle with herself. I think she eventually came to to, to that, um, 
to that conclusion. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, a specific message, I think she's she's the best possible mom that um, Saul could have. You know, I kind of said that before. She's she's the hardest, most dedicated mom um, that I know, perhaps apart from my mom, right. you know. Um, but yeah, but maybe even more than my mom, because my mom, my mom came up in a time where, you know, um, you know, having kids and, and, you know, growing kids was, was this thing that was like, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, planting a garden, you know, make some kids, <laughs> you know, yes. um, but no, but now it's a little bit more exacting, you know, yeah. um, I mm. think, you know, yeah. for, for various reasons, but yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. And what about for baby soul? Because she might listen, not now, but later on. Right. Okay. Um, well, there's always an interesting idea, right, um, mm-hmm. of, of embedding messages for your kids, mm-hmm. um, embedding messages in different ways for your kids, especially in this time that we live in. And now it's not like we're just going to give a, a photo album and say, yeah, this, you know, exactly. look at that. You know, now mm-hmm. there's a, there's a, she Googles daddy in 20 years. If Google's yeah. still a thing, you know, she's going to see all kind of thing. All right? kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, yeah, I mean, and then there's also the question of when she looks at it. You know, she's 7 or 17, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I suppose regardless of the age that she, she looks at any of the stuff that I do with her in mind, um, you know, I'm sure she knows, but I'll remind her that her daddy loves her very, very much. No, yes. <laughs> Same. Yeah, that's really touching. And it's true. She, We don't know what they're going to be seeing in 20 years' time, you know? And I think, and I do miss the fact that we don't have, we don't focus anymore on like those hard copy albums. Because, you know, I, mm-hmm. to me, I just enjoy going back and looking at those pictures and, yeah. you know, asking parents questions about what you know what was taking place at that point in time and you know we don't really have that anymore and so they're not necessarily going to experience that in that way yeah in that way so so yes i do think forums like this where they can listen and hear because like you said it's she's what two two and a half right right and you are, you know, some of the details about the your birth experience mm-hmm, mm-hmm, has, mm-hmm. you know, it's faded a yeah, little yeah. bit. Um, yeah. not because it wasn't impactful, but because time. Mm-hmm. You know, so Absolutely. um, documenting it in this format is going to be is it's ideal because now she can you you remember as much as you ha- can remember, mm-hmm. and she's able to go back and listen and say, oh, okay, this is what happened. And ask you questions, and maybe it will jog your memory. So I, I mean, I guess we just have to move with the times. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So, yeah. but but to your point, I think that you know, photo albums. I think maybe not just yet, but eventually they're gonna be like a thing that people go back to, and it will be like this sort of antique mm-hmm. boutique idea. You know? Yes, yes, yeah. I agree. And so, in wrapping up, because I try not to make this too long, but. Mm-hmm. Um, can you tell me, and yeah, like it looks like you're going to rain there now. Yeah, I just, I just felt a, I just felt a raindrop. Oh, geez. Okay. So last thing, mm-hmm. choose a song for me that's representative of your journey to fatherhood. What comes to mind? Rastaman Vibration. 
positive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's and that is I, I say that I mean I'll be honest with you that is Saul's favorite song. Oh. So that is why Rastaman Vibration came to mind immediately when I thought about being a father and and thinking about her and she's learning the words. And really? Yeah, Rastaman Vibration, positive. Mm-hmm. You know, be positive. Positive. I like that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> This was a pleasure and, you know, I expected nothing else. Thank you so much for taking the time because I know you have a busy schedule and I'm actually going to put stuff about green screen. Can you please just mention a little bit about your work with green screen for me and the audience? Uh, sure. Yeah. So uh, I'm the founder and festival director of Green Screen, the Environmental Film Festival. It's the only environmental film festival in the English-speaking Caribbean. This year will be our 11th edition um, from October 28th to October 31st, of course, entirely online mm-hmm. um, because of, uh, you know, the various uh, pandemic-related challenges that we all are still facing. Yeah. Um, for more information, Green Screen TT. Um, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and our website is greenscreen.film. Perfect. So I will write all of that in the show notes so any of the listeners can go in and, you know, take part. And I've experienced it. It's a wonderful festival and definitely worthwhile. And we're talking about our offspring and their future and we cannot not consider the environment when we're having that conversation so i think this is the work that you're doing carve is phenomenal and thank you for it thank you and thank you for having me it's a pleasure as always Chanel, talking to you and talking about this um, with somebody who i've known for so long has really been special Oh, thank you. So love to Fallon and Saul and and we will speak again. So bye. (laughs) Bye. Caribbean Birth Stories has been brought to you by the Amai Birth Collection. Head over to theamishop.com, that's the A-M-A-I shop.com, for special offers and to learn more about the Amai family. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'd be grateful if you could leave a review about what you're loving on this podcast, and be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes.